Welcome to Reactive Reload. I'm just one of your hosts, Irish Cowboy, joined by your other host, Crossover. We're going to be reloading the gaming news from the last week or so and reacting to it. I know. I know. We're going to be talking about Gamescom, the new Batman movie and game. For the main event, Kathleen, I'll bet you weren't having a bad time until I said her name, Kennedy. That's Kathleen with a K. I'd probably spell it with a C, a capital C. All right, so ga- Gamescom, it's coming up. It's going to be here in about uh, a couple days, Thursday at 2 p.m. And uh, Santa Keeley says that he has a surprise for us. Not not in the way that I would just not in the way that I just said it, you know, but, he, you know, S- Santa Keeley <laughs> said we may have a few things in store, you know, a few little surprises, which there's a, there's a, there's an alignment going on here. Crossover it is when. Uh, so the opening not opening day of Gamescom is going to be the also the closing day of the Summer Games Fest. So it, I got to say, everyone on YouTube, everyone on the Internet right now, they are not even like talking about that. This could be the day or the night that we see the Series X up for pre-order. In fact, they're saying the opposite. They are now leaning more towards that it's going to be in September, which I think is true for the Series S. But I think for the Series X, the big boy buck here, we're going to see xbox series x right here this week i know it's i know it's a crazy crazy prediction right but i think i think that's a surprise and he says we're going to see much much more according uh, you know according to him <laughs> but if it's not on thursday which would be the perfect day because the alignment of the closing of the summer <laughs> games fest and the opening of, of gamescom where xbox put the the scorpio edition on pre-order back in 2017 they yep. did that on a Sunday, and that that almost got me when that happened. It, when when I almost I woke up at one, and I was able to get one from GameStop like right off the bat. Way I was I barely missed it. It sold out so soon, and this is going to sell out big time too. If it doesn't happen on Thursday, then it's going to be Sunday because Phil Spencer might like I don't know some kind of symmetry there. I don't know, but my what I'm thinking is that we're actually going to see it this weekend, if not earlier, like by Thursday. So, so, so you're, you're starting this off with a bold ass, bold. I wanted to go bold ass prediction because no one else is thinking this way right now. Maybe a couple people. Yeah. So you're referencing the Q and a that, uh, Santa Knightley did. Yep. Keely. I'm sorry. Santa (laughs) Keely. And in there, there, to me, there wasn't that much. It was a lot of fluff, right? It was a lot of. You know, we're we're excited. He he talked about how he had kind of built the summer games event. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think you're right. I think they're going to go all out for Gamescom. I don't know. I, I do think that the Xbox Series X has to be put up for pre-order soon. Yes, it, I mean it does come out in November. People are losing I, hope. <laughs> there is a there is a chance that they're delaying it because of COVID, and they really want to make sure that they get you know X number of units or something yeah. like that out. The stare down but, thing, I think, is bullshit. I don't. Th- I don't think they're waiting to reveal price. I think they know exactly, and they have to make these plans for prices like in advance. Everyone's just like, can they just stop staring at each other? You know, like I, I, yeah. I just, I just don't buy into it. So Keeley, though, he pushed back against this, but I, I think there is merit to it. Gamescom last year was pretty much the indie game show, which is fine because <laughs> yeah. the indie yeah. games are very healthy for the gaming environment. Mm-hmm. But with no E three this year. I think that Gamescom is where they are going to go because yeah. it, it just wasn't plausible to get an online event ready for E3, which is why right. probably they canceled it twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gamescom. Well, I, I imagine that they canceled it the first night because of COVID. Then they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa wait, that that's a little bit rash. Let's see mm-hmm. if we can get something online together. And then it just kind of proved that it wasn't going to be possible. Absolutely. And so, from there, they were like, "Okay, now let's let's cancel it officially." Officially, so I do think that there's going to be a lot of like big titles that are going to be there this year. Yes, dropping the Series X there would be huge. It and would be. It would. It would kind of kick things off because Sony would have to do some pretty quickly. I mean, I guess they <laughs> yeah. could wait, but I, they would definitely have to do something quickly. I, it's uh, been suspiciously quiet from xbox uh you know and they you know they've had a couple guys their their main guys uh aaron greenberg and, 
and uh, Phil Spencer, they uh, they they haven't been saying as much lately, especially after the little uh, chips uh, conference they had detailing the architecture and what it can do. But the, when you know, you always have a feeling when these things are going to happen when it starts raining. Basically, you know what I mean. Like you, you start, mm-hmm. you start seeing little sprinkles here and there of of infos and leaks coming out. We haven't seen that. Like the pipe is pretty tight right now. But at the at the at the moment though, it's too tight. It's too quiet. There's not enough being said right now. And they haven't really said much for a very for like the almost the entire month. I don't. It, it, this month has gone by so fast because everyone's just searching on Twitter for like Xbox Series X pre order and clicking latest. Every yeah. single day, just e- even though we know it's not going to be today or the day or most of the days that we search, we're still doing it. We're still looking for Reddit. We're still looking for these leaks or rumors. Right. But I think I think it's going to happen because just because it happened in 2017, they, that's where they wanted. That's there was their place. I think this is so simple. That is their place. That's where they wanted to ha- uh, bring the attention to because they were also trying to back off a little bit from E3. But they're happy to be there and put on a show. As Phil Spencer said, they're, they're going to come out there and, you know, to show all the games and stuff but they chose e- they chose gamescom to release the Ser- series x pre-order for a reason is because that's like they need an event to do this it has to be there like I, it yeah. just it just has to and the 1s it makes sense that that would get pushed people are saying that that is for sure getting pushed back until september like and, and you know what that's fine because they need time to hype up pre-orders for the the series X, which is going to, it's going to sell out pretty quick. Right. But I don't like, I don't think it would make sense for them to release both of them at the same time because it would just get people confused. It would be like, here is the series X right here. And, and I, I still think it's going to be 500 bucks, but I mean, there is the, but we, we, you and I were have both been talking about that. It could have been 600 way before a lot of these people were, it just, it, it just makes sense because the chip set alone is over $400. Just, just, right. the, just the chip on it. So, but I mean, they can still operate in a loss. They can still, you know, do just fine doing that. But this, this whole like, we're gonna, you know, we're waiting for Sony to reveal theirs, you know, or in every because if people are online, when you read the comments, they're getting frustrated and saying, oh, can can they just stop giving each other the stare down right away? Yeah, but yeah. That see, that's I just they they act like it's such a sure thing that that's what it is. There's. In my opinion, it's just not professional. It's just not how an actual company would do things. Like they're not just going to play fast and loose with their main, you know, money maker here, and that's the the PS5 and the Series X. It's just it's just bad business to be that to to be that loose with it. Right. I think people are underestimating fact that COVID would have on production, mm-hmm. and so. I think they're both doing everything in their power to make sure that it gets out during the holiday season 2020. And they are do they are desperately working to make sure that there are no delays. So right. I think that that's a lot of the reason why they haven't announced a price yet, because once you put a price on it, it, it becomes real. Yeah. So absolutely. if there's any wiggle room for them to push it back a little bit, that's, that's what they would use. We, we saw, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say there are some big, interesting names there too at Gamescom this year. You have EA, Facebook, Ubisoft, Xbox, yep. Bethesda. Obviously, Sony is not going to be there. Facebook Gaming was the one that really interesting to me. Because after Mixer had died, a lot of those guys moved over to Facebook Gaming. Not the big names, not Ninja or Shroud. Or yeah. But they, a lot of the, the smaller guys had moved over to Facebook Gaming. So I wonder if Facebook Gaming is going to kind of come really hot well, heavy a lot no one no one wants to start you know their huge streaming gaming career on a social network you know where they see their yeah. grandparents on all the time right but <laughs> like they facebook already made an announcement saying we're going to be i don't know if you noticed it when you logged in um but i noticed a couple of days ago saying we're going to be changing how this looks in a big way and so we'll see you know we're we would like to invite you to try it out, blah, 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 all this stuff. So I, I hope they're going to change things and make things cool. It, you know, my main complaints just right out the back is no, everyone's just saying, oh, Facebook. But what, I'm just going to say what I really have a problem with. It's too busy. There's too much stuff going on. My, you know, my grandparents are on there. <laughs> like some, some of these things, like all people want to talk about is politics and complain. Not that there's anything wrong with discussing politics, you know, whatever. But like at the but I, you know. I, I, I want to share stuff. I want to share interesting articles, science, gaming, just fun stuff on there. And, and there are people who do that. But for the most part, it's there for people just to bust each other's jimmies. Like, that's what that's, what, that's yeah. how I feel. It's like, that's where fights start. Like, as, on Twitter, especially, is also very, I don't really want to say violent. Twitter's, Twitter's worse because of the character cast. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> people are a lot more vitriolic on Twitter because they only have 
what is it now, 280 characters right, to, right. to say can, what it is, what they want to say. Gotta be so they just precise. add, you bitch, at the end, <laughs> for, for effect. That's right. <laughs> that's right, that's right, yep. Yep, and you and you and you, uh, you can like things twice on Twitter. You can just like it, unlike it, and like it again. I, I, I had a couple of celebrities I was talking to on there. They did that when they liked something I said about them. I thought that was kind of funny. It, it would show. It, this has happened like two or three times to me. Like <laughs> it's it's weird when you see Vincent D'Onofrio like your tweet like two or three times because you said you said something. You know, the kingpin, the kingpin yeah. approves of it. But, so uh, one of the other surprises that I think that we might see now. This was leaked. It looked like for the Switch and PlayStation is the Prince of Persia. Oh, yeah. There was a Guatemala <laughs> photo. It, it appeared like it was the retail release of the Prince of Persia, kind of like a remake. They got to keep their house so in it, order. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. That would, that I mean, there's going to be one. leaks, but yeah, it, it, that, definitely that. And then also, I saw this on Reddit. So, you know, if this is Reddit, oh. be careful. Oh, Lord. But the Twitter page does exist. It's at TMNT game. Oh, or the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So, if we I guess could, like the Super Nintendo versions is kind of what I'm thinking of. When like, did did you ever play those? They were fun. There was that was yeah. like actual couch co op. You could be, you know, right. Uh, yeah, it was the the linear kind of two D pathing. Yes, where you would yeah. walk into a room. You know, you bite people. Um, and the, the, and there was like turtles in 3D, something like that. I can't remember, but it was it was, it was fun, man. I, I want to. We needed a lot of that nostalgia back. We need these good shows back. It, yeah, well, I was be, really surprised. They recently had a movie not that long ago. I want to say in like 2016, 2017. Oh, that's right. Uh, Megan didn't F- do, Fox played April, I think. Yeah, it didn't do very well, but you would have thought that they would make something to go along with it. Because yeah. obviously a lot of game companies and, and movie companies and stuff like that, they like to pair a lot of that stuff together because it kind of feeds the hype off right of and i normally each other. i normally would hate that but now i want that like isn't that weird <laughs> yeah, absolutely. i want that now more than ever because not like them especially with the mandalorian that would be so that would be so fun to be like it that that movie that show was made to be a video game like it just it just feels perfect but we'll get into that later because we got we've got we've got i don't want to say too much about that because like we've got a you know there, there's a there's a there's a few things going on but as far as about game gamescom my like my final thought on that is that if we do not see it on thursday the pre-orders open up which i swear to god it would be the worst the worst move ever to not do it on thursday with this you know plan planetary alignment of summer games fest ending which is summer games fest for xbox is a big thing too because all the demos yeah. and games that they had there and jeff Keeley, xbox you know you know there's gonna be something, be something happening there when he was looking through his tweets and i'll just say this real quick you could he was trying to answer some of these questions that people were having and he actually was saying well i'll let you know what i can answer I'll, you know, he was saying stuff like that the whole time. If it's a question I can talk about, then I will, which means that he was told not to bring something up, you know, and yeah. uh, about the event. And then at, towards the end of the event, that's where he said, well, we might have a few special surprises in store, you know, uh, on Thursday. Yeah. Because outside of that, where he said right. that we've got a couple of surprises. What else? That Q&A was all fluff. It, it goes, was. I am enjoying Fall Guys too, and that was about it. And everything else was fluff. Yes, that's right. And, and, nothing and else. He had, a, he had a nice tan. It's good to see that he's healthy, running around yes, in L.A. Yes, he talked <laughs> about <laughs> where you know where the the pandemic is hitting him, and he can still go out there and get some sun. I haven't been outside for seven, eight months now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> here in Indy. But you know, it's whatever. I'm taking my vitamin D. It's okay. I'm doing all right. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, that's that's good. You know, I've, we've got things to do. You know, but I'll tell you. Somebody who didn't look like they were t- taking their vitamin D Who's that? recently. Is and it? that was Robert Pattinson. <laughs> Emo the, Pattinson. The Batman trailer. Yes. Emo Pattinson. Uh, yeah, he, he was taking a lot more less vitamin D than uh, Tobey Maguire was in Spider-Man 3. <laughs> yes. Yes, Spider Man Three. Yes, specifically Spider Man. Because he Spider Man like Three, that little song and dance. Yeah, he felt like dancing. He wasn't totally depressed. He could at least dance and do the little, you know, arm roll shit. Yeah, he reminded me of like one of those rage poets that you get, like the angry, colored haired people. <laughs> he he that, like, with, just yell at the microphone. The, in, in that trailer, when he's like looking like really mad, I was like, okay, he's he, you know, he looks like his parents just cut him off of his funding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can I can kind of get into this. You know, struggling a little bit. They did they did something similar with Bruce Wayne in the in the, when he was going up against Bane uh, in the Dark Knight trilogy, and they they shut his uh, power off in his mansion 
So, you know, that was that was when, you know, uh, SJWs were getting pretty uh, heated, too. That's when things started yeah. kicking off. So it's like, oh, well, we're going to go see this movie about this guy who lives in a mansion. <laughs> right. <You know? laughs> Has all this cool technology. But no, no, it's OK, guys. He's, you know, he's going to lose his power. <laughs> he's going yeah. to go to his back cave, to his house. You know, it's, it's tough times for everyone. <laughs> oh, my God. So Warner Brothers did have their little event. I say little. They did drop some some pretty big stuff in there. Yeah. So I don't want to diminish it too much. The big one, obviously, more so than the video games, was the Batman trailer, which didn't look bad. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty cool to see Robert Pattinson just beat the living hell out of that guy. That, so that was everyone's moment where they were like, oh, my God, because my wife watched that. She, she felt the same way. I'm hearing everyone's reactions to it. That was the moment for everybody. It looks like. Like, cause that was just like, wow. Like they, 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 man, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, you're absolutely right. It was, it's a very gritty and dark Batman. Yeah. Which th- this is the thing that annoys me. Right. So Robert Pattinson, I'm not like a big movie guy or anything like that. I don't, I don't pay yeah. attention that much to actors and stuff. I, I don't know anything that Robert Pattinson has been in since twilight. <laughs> right. So, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. I'm sure that's, there's that bias kind of running around. I, I'm willing to give right. him a chance, but boy, does he look like an awkward and young Bruce Wayne. Like yes. it, just, it doesn't, something doesn't feel right there. Like Ben Affleck for all of his faults looked the part. Yeah. Of Bruce Wayne. Yeah. A little plump, you know, a little plump for it, mm-hmm. but I, I could not see Ben Affleck doing the move there that, you know, Pattinson did. And that, cause when no. I saw that, but like, so when he, when he punches him like right in the face and then just starts going in right away, I'm like, Oh, Oh, get, he's getting a little serious now. But then when he follows him down to the ground <laughs> and then <laughs> when he drops down to finish him off, I'm like, Oh, Batman just killed a guy. <laughs> I'm like, Oh man, this must be before, <laughs> you know, you know, you got yelled at, but. So one of the things that does concern me about the movie, though, are all of the bad guys. Yeah, they it seems like they have a lot. So they've got Carmine. This, this is what I'm, I'm looking at right now for the Batman cast. Yep. They've got the Riddler being played by Paul Dano. They've got Colin Farrell as the Penguin. And they've got John Turturro as Carmine Falcone. I do like the casting of Andy Serkis as Alfred. Oh yeah, I do like that. I feel like he's going to be a badass Alfred. Yeah, yeah. I even thought the one that uh, was with Bruce Wayne was a good Alfred uh, too, like the the skinnier guy with the. Yeah, I thought he was cool too. Yeah, but the best Alfred was from Gotham, <laughs> hands down. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, he was. He was holding people. <laughs> he just couldn't he stop been, killing Batman. He yeah, just couldn't he stop killing. Uh, yes, definitely. So what are your, your initial thoughts on Robert Pattinson being Batman? Cause I know that we talked a little bit before the show about how you, you were pretty unsure about that. When I was like, watching, you with that? When I was watching uh, the trailer, I was like, Oh, this is looking serious here. Okay. So there was a, there was a moment where like he, uh, Batman walks in and to uh, talk in the room where the it, to the crime scene, right? He walks into the crime scene, all the police are around him and he's just like, st- you know, walking in, slow walking in, looking all serious and shit. That little, that, that ambience that was in the room right there, it, man, it really pulled me in. I was like, who is this guy? Cause I, I literally had no idea Robert Pattinson was going to be Batman. I, I like to follow this stuff a lot too. IMBD. I'm one of those guys with an IMBD app and their essentials folder on the front page of their phone. Like I'm like, I'm always into this and I always want to know, you know, what's going on, but with everything going on with the series X, I was just too preoccupied looking that up. But back, back to what I, back to what I was saying about them. It really pulled. I was like, who is this dude? Like Nirvana, by the way, that the music was great. <laughs> like they obviously added out the part where, you know, it's okay to eat fish because they don't have any feelings, but it was just okay. I get that. But like the music just really, really fit that and so when he walked in i was like oh man this is looking good you know it's looking really serious and then when i saw batman beat the crap out of the guy i was like oh oh and then when i saw him kill that guy i was like ah who what the hell who is this guy like i had no idea and then he then he took it off he took he takes off the the they show his face or whatever i'm like is that is that who i think it is and i still wasn't even convinced who that was until my wife told me yeah yeah that's gonna you know that's uh 
that's uh, Robert Pattinson. He's gonna, he's he's going to be Batman. I'm like, holy shit! I was I was confused to yeah, say because, the least. You know, he he almost kind of looked like the guy from Deep Blinders. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I started Cillian watching that. Murphy. Uh, yeah, Cillian I started. Murphy. Dude, he Cillian Murphy has the most vicious of headbutts, doesn't? He? <laughs> <laughs> like that I, guy is a badass. The only thing that is getting a little bit for I love Batman. Batman has always been one of yes, my favorite heroes uh, in any universe. Like that's I, I think, think DC we, has always fallen short of Marvel, but I definitely think that Batman is the one that that can compete the most. Yeah, well, DC was like DC cleaned house too lately with their, yeah. uh, their with their editing team, their their comic book writers specifically. I think they see an opportunity with what Marvel was doing and right now and how the, how crazy woke they're going. I think DC is going to this is their moment to strike because they need to have the top hand on the bat, and this is how they do it. Like this they is how, laid off. Yeah. A third of their staff. Mm. A third. That is... Damn. I mean, you don't see that hardly right. ever. <clears throat> right. And uh, it's it was for a very good reason. You know, you hate to see people lose their jobs, but at the same time, you... Uh, don't want you know all your favorite childhood memories ruined by what by all this that's going on. Yeah. Um, the only thing I was going to say is that the thing that's frustrating with Batman is that they I feel like they've done it so many times already. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Since oh yeah. The Dark Knight trilogy. It's just been Batman after Batman after Batman, and they keep changing it. And every time. And, yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say that. Just, I just want to say this one thing. Every time they do redo Batman, how many times do we have we gotten to see the Waynes get wrecked? Like, like yeah. at the beginning of every rendition of Batman that we see, like Jesus. To me, it's very lazy storytelling. Yeah, with the multiverse because they know that they can get away with it. Yeah. They can throw out a crappy Batman, and they know at the end of the day, if it if it's received poorly, they right. don't have to build off of it. As they can just. Go back into the multiverse. <laughs> and they, can, they can just put it back in the vault and we'll take something else out. I can't wait to see Here's Batman another with timeline. guns. That's right. <laughs> when do so, we get to Batman with guns? <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I want. Well, we get to some characters with guns. Uh, yes. Gotham Knights gameplay was yeah. released. Yeah, that, so, that looked really good, man. It, it did, but at the same time, I, you know, I'm just one of those guys who wants to play as a dude, you know, I'll there a couple of times. I'll be okay. But like at the moment, like I need a choice, but like the hand to hand combat with the nunchucks and stuff, that was looking really good. And so my point is like, like I'll probably, this might be a first time I might actually play, you know, as you know, to try out Batwoman in that game. Cause it looked, cause some of those moves were looking really good. Yeah, absolutely. The gameplay mechanics looked solid. We should know that they're going to be solid because of Arkham. Yes those games always play really well. They're very yeah. dark. They're very gritty and it. It feels almost Dude, hopefully hope, they can pull they it, better, it off better than Ubisoft, but it almost feels like they're taking a very popular single player game, like how Assassin's Creed was and turning yes. it into a multiplayer. Yeah. So that's that it looks, it seems like that's the direction that they're going. And I don't know if they've stated that explicitly. Maybe they, that seems to be the direction that they're going in, which should, should right. be fun to be able to play a game like that I, with your friends, which is, you know, always kind of the the weird spot you find yourself in when you have a really good single player game. Well, that's that's what we're saying. Uh, like that's that's what, that's what uh, uh, every a lot of gamers have been saying now, and we're getting that. We got Battletoads uh, couch co op game. People are talking about yep. Ninja Turtles game. I don't know how that can't be. Avengers is going to be you know the same way too. Like uh, Avengers was really fun. It was it was fun playing that game. I I really. Iron Man's my dude. Like I'm, I'm sitting on an Iron Man gaming chair right now for Marvel. <laughs> like that's yeah. that's my that's my racer chair, or whatever. And it's got Tony Stark, like Iron Man's face on the back of it. It's awesome. But like I really had fun playing as Thor, though. Also, but who, who you know who can go fuck themselves? The Incredible Hulk. Okay, <laughs> dude, I, I was trying to like I I died like sixth embarrassed like I, you know I've I've beaten you know top kids in the world in certain in certain games that shall not be named, but like. But I was the Incredible Hulk trying to get on a bridge, and I kept falling off over and over and again. I was about to turn it off. <laughs> then we finally got past that, and then I was still like an even lesser of a being, Bruce Banner, falling around, <laughs> falling around. Whoever, like I don't know what's what's the new vice presidential nominee, Kamala something with Kamala like, Harris. yeah, with big hands. And like she, she, she can just make her hands as big as she wants and just slap all kinds of people. 
Yeah, no, there's a lot that we're going to get into with Marvel's Avengers soon. The only yeah. other thing I wanted to touch on on the Warner Brothers was the Suicide Squad game. Yes, I have not announced. seen anything about it. I really want to see that. I really yeah, do. It looked pretty cool. It was all about destroying the... I'm drawing a blink here. What The, the Justice League. That was yeah, like their whole yep. kind of like thing in there. So that, that'll be fun. It, it's not going to come out until 2022, so it, yeah. I, it feels a little bit too early. Um, okay, Halo. <laughs> yeah, Jeff, Jeff Keeley kind of touched on that a little bit in his Q&A when he mm. talked about how some games maybe release things a little bit early. I definitely think that was the case, but yeah. it is interesting to see that there is a Suicide Squad game. Yeah, uh, I, I like that. Yeah, absolutely. Especially since Margot Robbie. I mean, yeah, she is gorgeous. <laughs> I was uh, I, I was watching a David Blaine skit and Margot Robbie was on there and uh, he uh, he blew her mind. It was just a little side thought, but the uh, I uh, I was one of those guys who actually liked the Suicide Squad movie. I'm not a big DC guy, right? But I thought it was mm-hmm. fun. I thought it did what it needed to do. It told you know it told the story it needed to tell. It, it was it was cool. I'm not really sure what people really didn't like about it, but you know it's unfortunate that a lot of people were disappointed. But it. That just means that the next thing that comes out for it, you know, this has a chance of being all right. And, you know, that's something I'll probably play the Suicide Squad game. It looks, yeah. it looks pretty fun. But, you know, Avengers, I don't know if I'm going to get that game or not. Really? Because I, I am definitely going well, to get it. So. Okay, I'll get it. All right, I'll get it. Right. But I just, I don't know how much I'm going to play it, I should say, as far as like this campaign goes and things like that. If there's like an open world kind of game like i would love to be iron man it is fly around all the time so okay so it will be it will be open yeah for the most part so the way that it seems like it's going to work is and they talked about this it was real linear like when i played the the beta well yeah the the beta is very linear because you were playing against the main uh, antagonist in there yeah so think of it like skyrim in the way that you complete like the dragonborn quest for example right so like that's the main quest of the game coming the dragonborn right mm. but you have all this other stuff that you so aim which stands for advanced idea mechanics yeah i am <laughs> yes <laughs> that, that was great though seeing them as the it enemy is the main antagonist America so they're different from hydra in that hydra is very in your face with military brute force yeah where they want to show off their their big weapons and stuff like that aim from it they kind of have this idea that everybody should be equal and they kind of take that to the extreme. So they, they want the superheroes of, of the Marvel Avengers and, and the, the superhumans and stuff like that. They, right. they want to be on an even plane. And so they, they have a, I guess you could say a sympathetic aim, but the way that they go about it is more horrendous. And so that, <laughs> that'll be the main story. But you are still free to like branch off and build characters and do a whole bunch of See, other stuff. That's what I like doing. Just the the non like even in the games like Fallout and stuff that was huge stories. I would always like it to go around and get as neutral as I can with all the factions and like get all all the gear and stuff and and not really pledge allegiance to one side. So that way I could just explore, do my own thing, get all the benefits of it. And if that if they can do, I'm not saying there's going to be factions or anything in Avengers, but if if I'm able to just fly around in an Iron Man suit, you know, or bash yeah. people, in it, or Captain America, that was great too. Playing as him, that was some that was some really good Winter Soldier st- uh, type shit there. They took they took the best version of Captain America right there, and when they put him in that game, but like it's going to be a fun game. I'm, I'm definitely going to we're probably going to be playing it together a lot. But as far as like campaign yeah. and stuff and like playing that over and over again, I'm probably not going to play it that much. So I guess I shouldn't have said I'm not going to buy it. I mean, of course I'm going to buy it, but, but like as campaigns and stuff, we'll see. We'll see. I just, I did not like that. It was a lot of like latch onto this guy, press X, press Y, yeah. press X again. That stuff bugs me. Say that for need for speed. Like I don't, I don't need that here. There are going to be skill trees. So you yeah. are going to be able to customize your character to your liking to some degree. Which I don't that, know. That's great. That would be really good. Yeah. I don't know if it's one of those things where you'll be able to unlock everything or if uh-huh. you'll have to make like tough choices yeah not sure about that but the developers were talking the other day i don't want to say it was a developer update but one of the very positive things that they said was the comics come first <laughs> and that is something that i have not really heard from since since the age of wokeism right. i have not really heard anybody 
say that because they're all about redefining and reinterpreting and adding, you know, whatever identity they want into their characters, which is very lazy writing, by the way. And, And we'll get into that when we talk about Star Wars here in a second. But the fact that they want to stick to the comics, I think that this is fantastic because people have this misconception that the Marvel, the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is the beginning and end of Marvel. And that's it. But it, it is so much deeper and there are so many different stories in there that they can branch off and build on. Nice. I uh, I just wanted to say one thing about, uh, and this is about Batman before we move on to stuff. Um, uh, this is about the, uh, the, the this version of uh, 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 that Robert Pattinson's playing of Batman. So there was um, there was the Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix that came out, and mm-hmm. there there was uh, the Dark Knight with obviously Heath Ledger, amazing performance. I don't even want to say I, I, it feels cringy for me just to say it was an amazing performance because it was, but everyone said it. But the point is, like my wife asked me yesterday, she was like, "Which do you think you know was the scarier too?" And I was like, "Man, that's a loaded question." It's like, well, with with Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. You knew everything about this guy and exactly what it was that triggered him. So you knew where he was going. You could predict his moves, what he was going to be doing. He, he, he laid it all out for you. With 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 uh, the Dark Knight Joker, it was it was a little bit different. Like you didn't know what he was going to do. He even he didn't know what he was going to do if he had caught Batman. He's like, I don't want to kill you. I, I'm like a dog chasing a car. I wouldn't even want to you know know what to do with it if I <laughs> once I got yeah. it. And so like he, he so his head is just right in place, but it could go anywhere. It's like 360 degrees. And you know the the Walking Phoenix Joker, it was you know it was a very specific reason. For, you know, for what happened. And it could have been the same reason for the Joker that we saw in the Dark Knight. We don't know. We only got a little glimpse at it about mm-hmm. about what his father did to him. But that but that was about it. You know, he, he, he was a guy that just wanted to watch the world burn. Didn't have any particular, you know, reason to do what he was doing. He would, he was just that way. And to me, that the fear of the unknown right there, that is scarier than than the Joker. I, I mean, the Joker was a good movie. Walking Phoenix was awesome. And he did he did a really yeah. great job. But as far as like really getting into my head, like it messed me up a little bit. It was definitely <laughs> it was definitely Heath Ledger's Joker. And if we see Robert Pattinson turn it around, you know, and just like surprise us all, which he already has in the trailer, but that could just be you know movie magic making trailers. Like I, I you know I have all the faith in the world for that guy, and I hope it's going to be good because we need something good to talk to talk about, not us just for the show, but like everyone, <laughs> like you know, we need we need something different. It's yeah. like, oh, did you go see that? It's like, oh yeah, yeah, that was badass. I missed that. I missed that. Yeah, especially with COVID, there hasn't been very many movies coming right. out that have been. You know, you can't go to the movie theater, <laughs> and it's not like the, the streaming services haven't been that great. I mean, we had the Mandalorian and Tiger King. The whole that, that's <laughs> oh, been yeah. about it. Yeah, what we we should do. We, we you know what I'm calling. We're we are going to do something on the Tiger King. We should because we both <laughs> loved it, and we we you know we haven't heard anyone talk about it for a while. We did when it came out, but not not now, not right now. Everyone's talking about other stuff, so we should talk about you know Tiger King. That's just perfect. But but so is there anything you wanted to say before uh, before we move on to the uh, the heft here? Just one thing. Yeah. So with Phoenix's Joker. Like you said, there was almost this logic that you could follow, right? It was the logic of a very mentally ill person, but there was, you could see where, like you said, where it was going. There was this succinct kind of nature to it where one action led to another and another and another. And like, you could see the baby steps and like his mind starting to decay and, and descend into madness and darkness, especially the scene where I can't remember the exact wording, but he goes, and I'm tired of pretending that it's not like that right there. <laughs> yeah, that was perfect. That, yes. That's when like you really saw that turn into, yes. into darkness there. With Heath Ledger's character, you're right. He was just a maniac. You yes. had no idea. There was no logic to anything that he was doing <laughs> other yep. than what can I do to make <laughs> Batman's life a living? <laughs> that's right. And that's it. And that was that. That's all it was. It was yep. it. Some of it didn't even make sense for destroying Gotham. It only made sense to torture Batman. <laughs> yep. Yep. Which is like you said that that takes 
that takes it to a whole nother. It really does. It messes with you when you think about it, doesn't it? Like, it's just like, yeah, that he studied him so well to be able to like hit these moves perfectly every single time. You know, I heard something creepy. It was like when he says, how many of your guys did I kill? Or whatever <laughs> in the yeah. uh, in the station he uh he said uh what he said i think he said, I said like six or something like that and then you see him with you see him mouse something like like he and then obviously everyone thinks the joker said like six or whatever but if you put the caption on apparently it's 10 <laughs> and that's just and that is just that is just a whole other level of cold <laughs> yeah well the the first when he really ramped it up like you had the scene at the beginning where they're they're killing each other or whatever the yeah. one guy kills the next guy which is very cruel and dark or whatever oh like, man okay. yeah but he's he's crazy so that makes sense Right. The part that really got me was the the pencil trick when he just oh. slammed <laughs> yeah. that dude's head. It's gone. <laughs> it's like holy shit. He knew we, that he knew someone was going to come over there. He's got a little little hand to hand combo going on there. A little reversal. Yeah, he, he was absolutely. We're going to have tryouts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man. So. I guess our final topic will be yeah. Star Wars. Star Wars. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so this is my baby. This is the one thing I'm I'm the you know, you are always in the Marvel comic books, which I've read a little bit of, but I, I'm not gonna pretend to be as well versed. Oh, as I am I am just as passionate about Star Wars. I uh, the Star Wars I, comics, I grew up with the this novels, a lot. This this is me. This is where <laughs> I nerd out the most and where I geek out the most. And I'm very angry at Kathleen Kennedy for a lot of reasons. Same. Number one, the disrespect that she has shown to George Lucas. Yeah. That man, at the very least, deserves the respect of being listened to. Mm-hmm. And George Lucas himself said that they just threw his stuff in the trash. That he handed Kathleen Kennedy a script, and this is what it sounded like yeah. right after. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And we, need, we need that sound effect. And she... She just threw out everything. And so there was an article that I sent you, direct beta, Mm -hmm. that after we were done talking, maybe this was a couple days after we last recorded, where she sits down with, let me see here, I want to make sure that I get this right, uh, the rap. I don't know who the rap are, but they were able to score an interview with Kathleen Kennedy. (laughs) Good for them. Oh, man. And there were some in here that really ticked me off. So I'll put this in the show notes page. So it'll be at reactive reload.com slash two. You'll be able to find this article that we're talking about. And the, the title of the article is Kathleen Kennedy says Lucasfilm is stepping back to assess future of franchise. God. And in here, they have some excerpts from this interview. I didn't watch the interview. I saw like the first minute of it and I turned it off uh-huh. and stand the woman's voice. And so I'm just going to read some of these excerpts right here, the ones that I've, I've highlighted here. So she goes, oh, yeah, it's an ever-evolving process. You know, when I personally came into this, George had already been having conversations with his previous actors, Carrie, Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill. There was a saga that the fans loved, and he never finished. He always talked about doing nine movies, and he was ready to complete that. And so our focus had been from the beginning on finishing that saga. So what's telling here to me, and I'll let you get your, I'll get your thoughts on this, mm-hmm. is the very end. It, it's almost, it's a throwaway line, but it's very, where it goes, and so our focus had been from the beginning on finishing that saga. Not honoring that saga, right. not completing that saga, but finishing it. Yep. Doing it, washing your hands with it, and throwing it away. Yes. And that right there is very telling about how she from the beginning and she's worked with George Lucas for a while. She was yep. there during the old Indiana Jones movies as a, as producer and a, you know just in in the wings there. And for her to stab him in the back the way that she has. Right. Is got to be tough on George. But from a fan's perspective, I could have never have imagined that she would be this this evil. We, we've seen uh, you were just giving me a list of a lot of things she's been a part of, like Jurassic Park. And we like we have n- had no idea this devil was hiding 
<laughs> right there all along. But but she is she has come out now and she man, she did her damage, didn't she? It's almost just irreversible damage, right? But uh not according to George Lucas. <laughs> that's that's for sure. We're I mean we're gonna well, Yeah, and George recently now this is from Mike Zero's YouTube channel. You can find the video. I think he made it a day ago. Mm. Or maybe two days ago. He's, he's been pumping those things out. He has, where they talked about George Lucas firing somebody that Kathleen Kennedy liked. Now, we know that <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy is stepping back herself. She does, she's not as hands-on as she was. Is this your cat? Of the of Disney. Yeah, and George Lucas just straight up fired this woman who had been screwing <laughs> with the prequels. Now, George, the, the prequels are a little sensitive for, for George Lucas because he... he Pretty much sold Star Wars because of the hate that he got for the yeah. prequels, which oh, yeah. I absolutely love the prequels. Yeah. I, I think the people that hated on the prequels were crazy, and I think that they, there was a lot of stuff that a lot of people didn't realize. Pod Racer was, was my in there. all-time favorite video game when I was younger. I wanted to come yeah. back, and I think this would be the perfect time. Star Wars Pod Racer, man, it was great. Yeah, but so George George fired this lady. <laughs> And Kathleen Kennedy was not happy. Number one, probably be, she was probably upset because she he dared fired a woman. You can't you can't do that in 2020. <laughs> That's, That's right. Not at Disney anyone. Girls got to eat, you know. And it, it shows, although Kathleen Kennedy's been around George Lucas for a long time, it shows how little she knows about Star Wars. And what I mean by that is in the next excerpt from this article here. So she goes on to say that Lucasfilm creatives need the time to step back and really absorb what George Lucas has created. <laughs> this is very troubling. Yeah. You bought Disney. When I say you, I mean Disney. Bought Lucasfilm in 2012. We are eight years into the future. Yep. And now the person you put in charge of this is absorbing George Lucas's content. <laughs> Why wasn't this done at the right. beginning? And I, I mean, I'm not surprised when you look at the disaster that the sequels have been, uh, that this is the case, <clears throat> but it's, it's one of those things where every once in a while, a little, a little grain of truth drops from the devil's lips. Yeah. You know, and here, right here. So she goes, stories have been told within this universe over the last 40 odd years. And there's now the realization, now the realization that this is a mythology that actually spans about 25,000 years, which if you know anything about Star Wars, it's, it's much deeper than that. I mean, it, it yeah. goes back really, really far, probably like what five, a million years back. Really? Like you could, you could make the argument there. Lightsabers work for a very long time. <laughs> yeah, they've been efficient. Hey, if it ain't broke. And then she goes, when you really start to look at the different stories that have been told, whether it's in the books and the games, we just need the time to step back and really absorb what George has created. She goes on to then say, there's so many fans out there and so many filmmakers that have been influenced by Star Wars for so long. It's a fantastic opportunity to get a sense of who wants to be part of this. <laughs> so that's what we've been doing. <clears throat> wow. No, no, you have not. You have not been doing that because if you had been doing that, you wouldn't have thrown the franchise away and done your best to try to murder it, especially in eight, especially in eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get me started on The Last Jedi. Mary fucking Poppins. Oh, my God. Eight was so bad that you had to rewrite nine three times and bring back Palpatine. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You, and you still screwed up because you cut the scene where Hayden Christensen would have appeared as a force ghost. And you completely <laughs> rewrote the rules. I mean, what the hell is the point of, of killing yourself, which is what yeah. Luke Skywalker did, uh, which is apropos because they killed his character. Right. But what is the point of dying and becoming a force ghost? If you can reach out and grab a lightsaber <laughs> and if Yoda can make a streak of lightning come down and kill the, the Jedi text and stuff like that. Like, what distinguishes you from being a ghost or being alive at that point if you can physically touch stuff and, like, just lift an X-wing from the water? <laughs> so, like, what, what is the point? So, 
when, when the last Jedi was actually one of the longest movies that was shot. Uh, I think it had like I think there was like maybe three and a half hours or something like that. I'm not. I know I'm not being too accurate about that, but there was a lot. There was a lot more of the last Jedi that could have been uh, shown. And it's it, what they're doing now is they're re-editing the last. Jedi. They're going to keep the Force Awakens the way it is. It's the current plan, but they're going to be building upon the last. They're going to just get in there and just toss the salad, the shit, the shit crap salad <laughs> that was yeah. the last Jedi. They're going to do the same thing to uh, the rise of <clears throat> the rise of Skywalker. And like when you see it, should it should have been her. Like she came back from like somewhere shortly when they were done filming the rise of Skywalker and saw that some scene wasn't the way she liked it. So like people, some of the editors were saying, you know, if the kissing scene looked weird to you guys, it's because, you know, Kathleen Kennedy made us, you know, reshoot a lot of this and she couldn't get every, everybody back in there. She couldn't get the whole team to finish up and they didn't have enough time to do it. But, you know, at any cost, she was going to have the ending of the movie a certain way that she wanted it, but it should be a big red flag to to Kathleen Kennedy when these when they're filming like an extra hour or almost two hours of the movie that you know <laughs> that, that you're supposed yeah. to be in charge of she should have seen that coming because it looks like the crew and a lot of people involved were trying to actually like you know put a band-aid over a lot of the stuff that she is like nitpicking at within the movie like the 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 SJW scene where it's like yeah it felt good to make him hurt was the most awkward scene I've ever seen it's like why are they head down here and doing this like when you see rose <clears throat> like wreck finn's car just so she could save him and be the hero and save this so what she did was she stole finn's hero moment from him <laughs> and, yeah. th- and then she she jumped in and saved the day and like i don't think we should get started on the purple hair lady like because all this has been talked about in many other youtube videos but the fact is that millions of people are hip to this now. They know what's going on. It's no longer a situation where I'm talking to a, a random people on Xbox Live Party thinking that I'm just the crazy person in the room saying, what is up with it that only the women can be the heroes and the enemies and the villains or whatever in, in, in the Star Wars universe. Even in the games, it was getting that bad too. Like, and it's, it's to the point now where it's, it's borderline extremism. Like the, but people keep talking about this Lucas cut like that there. First of all, there isn't a Lucas cut, but Lucas is going to go back and edit those last two movies. And it's basically going to be like his version of it. <clears throat> and so they're talking about doing the uh, the whole Snyder cut thing where they're going to release it on Disney Plus and then add that in. So I think it'll be cool to watch mm-hmm. it there and I'll watch those things over and over and over again. And just as long as I know <clears throat> that they completely fucked with Kathleen Kennedy's last two movies that she really really got her fingers in and it, it it sucks that was my first time going to one of those dolby cinemas seeing the last jedi i was really <laughs> imp- impressed by the theater man kylo ren i still think is a badass poe i love him good dude even fenn's awesome like ray <clears throat> but in, yeah incredibly uh, underutilized Finn. yeah absolutely and, yeah his character had so many levels to it that they just missed out on and i think th- i think they did that just because he was already pretty pretty Whenever Finn was in the scene, though, like he was funny, he was a cool guy, but you always knew he was there. He was really loud and he probably had to be during his scenes because they didn't do enough with him. And I kind of wish they would have. And then Kylo really redeemed himself, too. Yeah. Where, like you said, he kind of became like this this badass and in like a dark side gray Jedi where it was like, look, I don't think anybody is right. And yeah. like, we just need to end it all. And he's, that get, that added a lot of depth to his character after he got his he's a know, good ass guy. handed to him by a newbie. In real life, he's also a good guy. You know, he served yeah. in the military. He goes around and uh, helps other veterans. Like he's he's a, just an overall good person. And I just don't know why he could. I mean, I guess it's his big break. It's a movie, so I guess it makes sense. But <clears throat> you know, a lot of this stuff had to bug him. It bugs a lot of people, even former main stars of the, of the franchise, like Luke and his world tour of of fuck you, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> like going around all the college campuses t- telling people like I, you could watch those Luke, uh, those Mark Hamill compilations at universities and speeches for days. Yeah. There's tons of them and I love them. They're so funny when he starts talking about that. He really did not want to do that scene where he drank the milk from the other yeah. of that thing. And that's his real face, facial expression. He is really yeah. that mad doing it. <laughs> and the part that, well, the part that really ticked him off was when he took Anakin's lightsaber. Yeah. And just chucked it over his his yeah. shoulder. Oh my god! I mean, <laughs> this was oh. somebody that you fought for 
yeah. you lost your arm for, you know, you almost went to the dark side for yes. your father to bring him back to the light and then for him to disrespect such a, a captivating <clears throat> weapon of the Jedi, this mystical space sword, if you will, right? It just it hit me hard, man. And his father's, of, of all things. And then you just tossed <laughs> it. And you could tell that they had changed directors because his face from the first one, yes. where he looked almost ashamed of like being seen uh-huh. in this state, you know, because he, he was somewhat proud of, of being a Jedi. And then you, you offer me up this lightsaber. This is really emotional. <laughs> and then in the next one going from, yeah, I don't care, Chuck, it's like yep. it's gone. And he, again, it had a lot to do with the identity politics in in Star Wars, where they had Absolutely. to make sure that Ray was always the shining beacon of light. You can't yeah. dare have anybody else to go in there. And this article actually goes more into that about her. It's almost a psychotic drive for foaming at the mouth identity politics, and it, yeah. it's really sickening. And it's it it is the root cause of the issues that Star Wars has. And right here is the most telling thing. Of this entire thing. Now, before I say this, I want to let everybody know I love Deborah Chow. She did a fantastic job with the Mandalorian. I am so excited for the Obi Wan series Definitely. that she is producing and directing. I know. Sure. I, Actually, I know a little sure bit of directing. I know she's producing. I know. I know a little bit about what they're doing about that too. Yeah, but right here it says she's so she's talking uh, to the rap, and Kennedy points out that it's quote absolutely a priority post quote when it comes to hiring women directors for the franchise this goes back to the forces female i'm glad they didn't beat around the bush it's like so uh yeah you're doing this uh for women huh (laughs) yeah it's very exciting to see the talent that's come in and we're now developing the limited obi-wan kenobi series with deborah chow and she's just been doing a phenomenal job that's true i was actually sad because i love nia DaCosta, who was just announced to do captain marvel the sequel She's another director I've been watching, and I think she's enormously talented. Now, the part here where she says it's absolutely a priority, this is the problematic part. And it's the insulting part if you're a woman as well. Yeah, uh, it's actually, it we be. talked, we said something about Kamala Harris a little bit earlier. <laughs> and, you know, before we're not going to go deep down that rabbit hole. But one of the things that Joe Biden had done that poisoned the well for Kamala Harris is that he pigeonholed himself in this identity politic and he said, I am going to pick. Basically, I know he said a woman, basically a woman of color, right? Yeah. Like a black, a black mm-hmm. woman or Latino woman or whatever. And what that does to your vice president and what this does to producers and directors and creative just in general, when you say I'm hiring a woman, is that it diminishes their work. Because now you have to wonder in the back of your mind, if you are a yes. normal person, in the back of your mind, you are going, did this person get the job because they're good at what they did? Or did they get this job because they happen to have the correct genitalia? Right, and they and they will think that too. They'll think that about themselves. They'll have to question themselves, and you know they're they're not going to answer themselves, but they're always going to know what the answer is. Yes, and I all I want is the best person available for the job. Period. I don't care what their creed, nationality, background, gender. I don't care about any of that. They could identify as 36 genders a day. I don't (laughs) care if they are the best person for the job. That's the only thing that that should matter. And when you say that it's a priority to hire women, it makes it sound like you are saying, if there is a difference between a man and a woman, for example, and the man is better to some degree, whatever that degree may be, maybe it's, it's a little or maybe it's a lot. I am still going to pick the woman because it's that's the priority. Right. The priority isn't the content. The priority isn't how good they are or how creative they are or how talented they are. The priority is vagina. <laughs> and that right there has been since the since Disney has taken over, that is what has killed the Star Wars franchise. And I was glad she finally like expressed explicitly said it. Yeah. So um, I just want to say one thing uh, here about um, about Kathleen Kennedy, about this whole mess here. I never thought I would be a grown adult ra- raising a family in a world where 
when I finally got the chance to start sharing Star Wars uh, with my daughter, because it's it was been a very special thing, you know, growing up, my mom showed it to us. And we yeah. we had so much fun watching those like all the time, just like just like everybody else did. Like, I, I won't go on about my personal ex- experiences with it because everyone has stories like that for days and they were always really important to them. But that's literally we didn't have like a lot, a lot of watched back then uh, where we grew up. And so that was what we watched. And man, I loved it so much. I was and to see like to see what's going on right now. I'm a grown adult. And then all in a world where it's just boys versus girls, like, and it, it makes me lose. Kathleen Kennedy has drawn a, the child that is Kathleen Kennedy has drawn a line in her fucking sandbox. Like she, and she is the one who needs to wake the fuck up. This is a, this is a different kind of wake. Yeah. But with all that, there is hope, a new hope. You could say (laughs) that, so Kathleen Kennedy is stepping back. It doesn't appear that they're going to extend her contracts right. out past 2022, which is when it expires. They are positioning Dave Filoni, who did a lot of uh, the Mandalorian. He did the Clone Wars series, which is good. He did Rebels too. We can get into that at a later point. I know Rebels wasn't the greatest, but there's a lot of reasons why that was. It had to be <laughs> tailored for, it was on Disney television, so it had to be tailored towards you know T7, so that's right. you know kids. It couldn't be it, there was a lot of restrictions that he was working with. So I, I'm willing to give him a pass on that. But Mandalorian was fantastic. Clone Wars, especially this final season, was so fantastic. Good. John Favreau is also so good. being put on a pedestal. And so That's is right. Deborah Chow, who we talked about doing the Obi-Wan uh, Kenobi series. And all of them were basically in, together. They were basically in complete control. The holy trinity, if you will. Of the Mandalorian. And the Mandalorian was absolutely fantastic i mean there wasn't all of the level all the episodes rather were on such a high level to to critique them is to really get nitpicky you really really (laughs) have to get nitpicky where you're like to the point of well i don't know if it'd be like this in the comic you know what i mean like it would have to be very abstract because other than that I, i it was absolutely awesome and then the other bit of hope was the jedi fallen order i don't know if you've played it i have played it the story in that game was fantastic. I haven't Stig, played it yet. I was waiting for the Series X to get here. Stig Osmussen was the executive director of that game, or a, I guess developer, you would uh-huh. say. He worked on the God of War series for, for PlayStation, for Sony. So, I mean, that guy knows storytelling. So if they yeah. can get with him more on telling stories, I am I am really excited, happy about that. <laughs> that would be and, we do have to get back to the video games and to close it out maybe with video games. Yeah. Star Wars Squadron. Okay. Is, is coming. Okay. Did I'm, you see that? I I'm okay. I'm a, am I, I'm, I am getting triggered already. <laughs> so there's really, a, okay. So I was really, really excited about Star Wars Squadron and you know, like we, we only have a little bit of time left here, but like, I just want to say that the, the fact I don't have you seen the trailer for Star Wars Squadron. I did. It seemed a little bit lacking. Like and there wasn't going to be that much to do. And it, go ahead. What, what else? It, is this the game? Right. This is the game. Right. We're, yes, we're talking. Yes, okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it's literally all women in the trailer. Then you see a you see a couple of people there, but your boss is a, is a woman. The the most of the crew are are women, and the evil villain that someone you're going after is also a villain for the Empire. Like it's it's literally. The, their men are the minority in this, and it, it really bugs mm. me. And I, they, they still have their little paws in to Star Wars, and this might might be the last time. I don't know, but Space Wars, man, we play Star Wars Battlefront a lot. Like I love, yep. I love um, the air superiority game, the Starfighter Assault. It's been my thing since like since the Battlefront Two, Battlefront Three. I, I play it for years. And sorry, I had to drink some water. But it was it was my game. I loved it, and I was really excited for this game, especially because the little ornaments you can put in your cockpit or whatever, and just have like a, you know dress it up almost like a ah, elite dangerous kind of deal inside your ship. And the combat looked good. It it didn't look next gen, but it still looks like it would have been a really fun experience. But it it just bugs me that I cannot pick you know my own character. Maybe if I could pick my own character and customize them, maybe you can. I don't know. But the the thing is though, they're still doing their politics with Star Wars. 
and it's very present in that game and it really upsets me because like i was going to get this game but i I cannot get this game if it's going to be like that like they they're just trying too hard yeah i think the reason why i was probably so excited was because it's it's a throwback to rogue squadron yeah, on the Nintendo sixty four, and yeah. I, I, yes. I loved that game. That game, I can, I can play that game for like even now, I can play that game for hours. Dude, flying in Star Wars is the best. Like it's, yes. it's, it's like my favorite fucking thing to do. It's so much fun. Oh my god! If anyone has skipped out on Battlefront two, before the next one comes out, just go get play it. it now. Go play it. It's it's the best multiplayer experience you you will ever have in a while, or or yeah, have it, had in a while. It, it's fixed, and I was somebody who did not play it because it was so bad at launch. It, yeah. I love it. It yeah. is. It's it's been fixed. Whatever it's, they got over there, fixing these it things is, for for EA right now, they need more projects. It is gorgeous. It is so gorgeous. So game. Looks like we're gonna have to wrap it up there. Thank you guys for coming. Hopefully, there's gonna be a lot more. Hope you liked it. You can follow the show at Reactive Reload on Twitter. You can follow me at the Irish Cowboy. No take backsies and crossover at Reactive Branded. You guys have a good day, night, whatever the hell time it is you're watching this. We fucking love you. <laughs>